Welcome to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I am your host, Tara Reinbolt, and it is my mission to help you take back control of your life, overcome burnout, and reclaim your happiness. Trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. I went from totally burned out human resources professional looking to find my purpose in life to finally kicking burnout to the curb and finding my God-led mission. If you're ready to start living your best life today, like right now, literally this second, then you've come to the right place. Consider me your own personal business and life coach. Now let's get this party started and dive into today's episode. Hello, everyone. I hope that you're having an exceptional week so far. I am excited to talk to you about today's topic, and I'm trying to not a sound tired because it's a little early here, (laughs) and then B, my voice carries, let me tell you. I am a loud talker, and my little one and husband are still sleeping for it's pretty early here, so I'm trying also not to be too loud, but at the same time, talk like a normal person, like I normally do. (laughs) So I guess it's a delicate balance. So I hope that this episode, you'll be able to listen to it for my voice may sound just a little off. So my apologies in advance. Anyway, I digress. I want to talk about a topic that we often feel, but we definitely shove it down and we avoid it and we pretend that it doesn't exist, but it keeps popping up. And part of the reason I wanted to talk to you about this particular emotion is because it's very easy at times to overlook this emotion just because we're constantly pretending like it doesn't exist. We're constantly in this avoidance of this particular emotion. And when you're burned out, you oftentimes experience this because you don't want to admit to yourself that you're experiencing any negative emotion. You just want to push through. Like I've got this. This issue over here or what I'm feeling, it's not existing and I'm just going to push through and it's going to be okay because I'm going to push through it. So ultimately you try to push through, but it doesn't go away and we don't ever address it because we're too, how do I put it, ashamed maybe? We don't want to take the time to have the conversation with ourselves. We don't want to admit what this emotion might be telling us. And again, we know what we're like and who we are when we are at our best. So it's so easy to fall into this trap of, I've got this. This is no big deal. I'm not going to let this 
stop me. I'm not going to let this hold me back. But ultimately, it's always kind of there under the surface. And you're just in this constant, I'm going to push through state. But it never really goes away. And it really segues into the episode that I have coming for you this Thursday, which is how to have a difficult conversation and really why you need to have one, which is this feeling of regret. And regret is defined as disappointment over something that has or hasn't happened. And the three common thoughts that will come up for people when they're regretful essentially are not standing up for yourself. And that really leads into this Thursday that we're going to talk about how to have a difficult conversation. Because oftentimes we are put in situations and in the moment you're trying to maybe stay professional or just in a situation where you're not going to react in the way that you would have liked. And then you oftentimes feel like, I should have stood up for myself. That was so rude of this person. How dare they put me in that situation? Like that was really rude and my feelings are hurt. And oftentimes we will ruminate on it. We will think about it over and over and over again. We'll think about what was said. Then we'll think about how what we said and how we didn't really like what we said and what we could have said differently and what would have happened if we would have said what we wanted to say. So that's one area where regret oftentimes will pop up in your daily life. You regret not standing up for yourself or regret will pop up a lot when you're not going for something that you really want. So for example, this so easily pops up in the career setting where you really wanted to go for that promotion, but you didn't feel that you met the qualifications 100%. So you decided, no, I'm going to wait. And then you think, oh boy, it might not come around again. I might have really missed my opportunity. Or maybe you have this business idea and you want to start a business, right? But It takes maybe having that difficult conversation with whoever you need to of, I want to scale back on the job that I'm in. I want to find maybe something part-time, which means maybe bringing in less money and I need a little bit of capital in order to put towards this business. And that can be a difficult conversation that you have also and it might just feel too impossible to to go down a road of, yeah, I have the idea, but I don't know how to even start my own business. It's going to take too much money. And why even go down that road when I don't really have it right now, right? And also, I don't have necessarily the techniques and strategies 
and it's going to take a lot of time to organically do the training on my own. Oh, wait, maybe the training takes time and money that you feel like you just don't have. So this pops up repeatedly in your career. It also pops up in your love life. Oftentimes you hear, you know, the phrase, the one that got away that will pop up for a lot of people. And that one, I have to say, I think is a little bit more difficult because <laughs> it's harder to to go back and address a situation that has long since passed. But we're going to dive into regret the emotion here in a minute also. Another is you haven't forgiven someone. Maybe you got into a fight or you drifted apart from a friend over something that was really stupid and petty and you haven't forgiven them and it still comes up here and there. Really, the situations are endless, but those are three of the big ones and oftentimes it happens with your family. It centers around your love life or it centers around your career And when it comes to burnout, as we talked about, oftentimes you'll regret what has happened and what hasn't happened yet because you can't seem to get to the optimal success level or you can't seem to get it together because you're exhausted, you're not 100%. And you know that you are capable, you know what that looks like, but it's difficult to get there. So the regret keeps popping up because you know you have the potential and you know that you've been there before. So you're constantly in this feeling of regret and shame because you're not meeting your own very high, oftentimes unrealistic expectations. So when it comes to regret and oftentimes with negative emotions, what happens is we decide that they do not serve us and therefore we're not going to think about them. We're going to push past them push them aside. We're going to avoid them. We're going to distract ourselves from them. And when I mean push through, we're going to go into this mindset of, if I just don't think about it anymore, I will never think about it again. (laughs) As if that has ever worked. When have you had a situation, some of which I may have just mentioned, where you didn't stand up for yourself, a situation didn't go how you wanted, or you look back years later and you wish you would have said the thing that needed to be said or do the thing that needed to be done. And how often has that popped up into your mind and you had the same thought of, I'm just not going to think about it. So ultimately, what's happening is you're telling yourself, A, don't think about it. B, 
be, there's no point to think about it because you can't undo the past and it's too late. There's no way it would even be appropriate to have this conversation. There's no way it even is possible to do the thing that you want to do because there are all these obstacles in the way. So stop wasting your time thinking about it and therefore just stop. But what happens is you can't stop. You can't stop thinking about it. And yeah, you get good at shoving it down, pushing it aside. You get good at pushing it through, but it's always there. And every time it pops up, you get this feeling of, oh my gosh, could you just go away already? How many times do I have to tell you that I'm going to refuse to think about this thing, right? But that's the funny thing about regret is that the longer you push it aside, the longer you pretend it doesn't exist, it grows. The feeling grows stronger and stronger and stronger. And it's also kind of like that diet, right? You say, oh, I am just going to completely cut out sugar and flour, right? I'm not going to eat any of the things And then you fixate on what you can't have, and that's all you can think about. There's definitely a science to this in our brain, (laughs) but I'm not going to get into that. I just wanted to really illustrate how by not addressing or not taking the time to figure out what is this regret and why am I regretting whatever it is that you're regretting? Why am I feeling the shame that I'm feeling? Why am I feeling this way? If you do not stop and ask yourself the questions, it's going to continue to waste your time. It's going to continue to exhaust you mentally because you're continuously doing mental gymnastics of Ooh, I'm going to avoid it. I'm going to do some parkour over here. Got to get out of the way of the shame. Got to get out of the way of this regret. I am going to outrun it and leave it in the dust. But you keep playing the same parkour literally over and over again. And that's what I want to talk about today on how we can ditch the... We think about what we should have done. We think about what could have been. You know, that's often the one that sticks with us. You think about what could have been. And really, the grass is kind of always greener on the other side, right? So we envision this life that we had for ourselves that was better. We'd be happier. We'd be more successful. We'd have more money. We would have just... Fill in the blank, whatever it is for you, because we have our own personal dose of regret, right? Everyone has their own. (laughs) So I wanted to talk to you about this emotion because it's one that comes up for us so often, 
but we pretend that it doesn't exist, so therefore we never address it. And sometimes we feel like it doesn't have a huge impact on us just because we get really good at avoiding it. We get really good at pushing through it and saying no, 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 but it's going to show up in so many different ways and it can lead to feeling ashamed It can lead to feeling angry. It can lead to feeling resentful towards yourself, towards others. So, for example, if you never have that conversation that you wanted to have to stand up for yourself and you're constantly looking at this person that's standing in front of you, such as your parent, such as your spouse, and you never have that conversation the more resentful you grow every day. And then it turns into maybe you're short with this person. You're easily frustrated or annoyed with this person and you become angry. Maybe you gossip behind their back because you're not happy, right, with the situation. And ultimately, it leads to so many other things and behaviors and feelings that show up for you in a more pronounced way, but you don't realize that it necessarily stems from regret because regret and shame, they hide out in the dark and you don't ever want to take them out and figure it out because you pretend it doesn't exist, right? So I want to talk about the steps on what you can do and some tactics on what you can do in order to hopefully move on and no longer have that constant thought pop up. So number one, admit that you're feeling regret. Admit what you're feeling instead of pushing it down the moment the thought comes up, right? So admit, yes, I wish I would have done X or I wish I hadn't have done X, right? So now that you've admitted it, it's time to ask yourself, why is this bothering you? You know, do you not want to be a pushover? Do you feel like because you can't have that conversation that you're a pushover Do you feel like you just don't have the confidence and you want the confidence and it's frustrating you and maybe this other person has the confidence? Are you not happy in your career? Why are you not happy in your career? Are you disappointed in yourself because you constantly put everyone else first and now you've become resentful because you're last There's no time for you and everyone else has all the time because you make them, you help them have that time, right? And you feel like, oh, it's just too late to do any of these things. So then it becomes frustrating. It becomes very angry to a certain point because you're mad that you wasted all this time and now you feel like it's too late And because it's too late, it's impossible, right? So the list really goes on, but you have to get to 
the root of why are you experiencing this emotion? You have to have the courage to take it out and look at it and ask yourself why. And on the surface, it might seem pretty obvious, but you have to continuously ask yourself, okay, well, this thought popped up. Why is that? Okay, well, then this thought popped up. Why is that? And that is going to ultimately lead you to your destination and it's going to give you the, aha, okay, this is why I'm truly regretful. And then now, step three, ask yourself, are my thoughts true? Is it really too late to go after that promotion? Is it really too late to go after that business idea? Is it really impossible to have this conversation with my mother or husband, right? And some of the time, the answer is going to be, no, it's not too late. It just feels too late, right? And you're going to be able to identify what is true and what just feels like it's not true, right? So then the fourth thing is identify what you can do. What is in your control? Maybe you need to have that difficult conversation, right? Maybe you need to ask for help, such as childcare, or invest in the business idea that you have. Invest in the training so that you can go after the promotion. Have that conversation with your boss of, I really want to move up in my career and I want to take on additional responsibilities or shift into something else entirely. Can you help me figure out how to do that? And it may feel difficult because you don't feel like you necessarily are qualified to do that, but all it takes is really identifying What's that first step? And you don't have to necessarily figure out the whole plan. All it takes is one step and ultimately probably one conversation. And then the next step will reveal itself. Oftentimes we come with this whole story, which stops us in our tracks of how something has to happen. It has to happen this way. It has to happen that way. And because of that, I don't meet those qualifications. Because of that, it's just impossible for me. But that's nine times out of 10 not true because it doesn't have to happen that way at all. So just take the first step. Just identify the first step and know that The second step will reveal itself after you take the first step, right? So number five, if you're having a hard time having that conversation, if you're having a hard time doing what you've identified needs to be done, identify what is in your control. Now I want you to ask yourself, what is it costing you? Is it costing you stress? Is it causing you energy? Are you mentally exhausted because you're so stressed out all the time because you're so worried, right? 
And is it causing you to be mad all the time? Is it causing you to be easily frustrated with those around you? Take a good look in the mirror and see how is this a regret? How is not having this conversation or doing whatever it is that you've identified in step four of what is in your control? What can you do? Identify what it's going to cost you, right? And then if that doesn't seem obvious enough, then you ask yourself, well, how long have I have had this thought? How long have I been holding on and thinking about this situation? And hopefully that will hit you square in the forehead and your response, I mean, will be, oh my gosh, I have had this thought that I've pushed away. I've had this regret that I pretended did not exist for months, for years, some of us for decades. Do I really want to carry this around with me any longer? That should be the smack you in your face. You've got to take the action that you've identified is in your control, right? Now, then I want you in step six to ask yourself, am I holding on to what should be? So for example, it has to happen this way. It should happen this way. This is the normal, quote unquote. This is how everybody else does it. This is how it's always been done. If you are in that type of thinking, then what is happening is it's going to feel like it's too much. It's going to feel impossible, right? That is why you're stuck in this regret to begin with because you feel like it's impossible. You feel like you can't do it, right? So if you're in this all or nothing thought process that has to be a certain way, I want you to then ask yourself, if I could have this conversation, if I could do what I know needs to be done in order to let go of this regret, how would I do it if we took away how it should be done? How would I do it in a way that feels genuine, it feels comfortable, and it feels easy? How do I make it work for me? Not for everybody else, but for me. How do I approach it in a way that works for me. I'm going to give you an example. Oftentimes in the workplace setting, a lot of people, especially that are burned out or on the path to burnout, they oftentimes say yes to everything for whatever reason. They just want to help out a coworker, a colleague. They want to help out their boss because they want to stand out. They think that this responsibility or this task or project is going to get them noticed and it's going to help them move forward in their career goals, right? And because of that, they become a yes person. And after a while, they have so much on their plate that they really do not realize if they're being strategic or not about what they're saying yes to. So is this project really 
going to help stand me out for a promotion. And you're so busy and you're so mentally exhausted that you don't figure out if your yes is going to help you or not, or if it's going to, in fact, hinder you. So oftentimes when it comes to saying no, oftentimes when it comes to our boundaries, right, we have this thought process that it has to be no. I will not do that. And for so many of us that have been saying yes for so long, you don't have to say, no, I'm not going to do that. You can do it in a way that feels right for you. And oftentimes we preach, especially to women, I do too, but it's something that has to happen organically. It's something that has to be one step at a time, which is not apologizing. So this thought of I have to say no and that's it. I'm not going to offer up an explanation. I'm not going to say I'm sorry. So those are the two things that we tell ourselves that we can't do and that it just has to be a solid no. And that can feel extremely intimidating for people that have been saying yes for 10 years. Yes, for even a year, right? I mean, once you get into a habit and you continuously do over and over and over again, you're now on autopilot. It now becomes scary and we don't want to change, right? Just because it's what we know. And then over the years, we have this confirmation bias of if I tell someone no, it's going to mess my chances up of moving up in my career. It's going to ruin my relationship and it's going to cause tension there and they're not going to like me anymore or whatever it is. We always have a story behind it. So saying no, it is difficult and it doesn't have to be that way. You can authentically and comfortably say no, I don't unfortunately have the time to do that right now. And I know potentially who would. So now you're maybe offering up a solution or you should really go to X, Y, and Z for this because that's actually what they do. This would happen in human resources to me all the time. Everybody throws at you anything and everything that they're like, ah, that's miscellaneous. I'm really not sure what to do that. I'm going to go to HR. (laughs) And oftentimes it had nothing to do with what I did, with what my department handled. But yet we would get into this and myself in general would get into this. Oh yeah, I can do that. Sure. And The reality of it is, is Susie over there in marketing, that's really her job. It's not my job. So why in the world did I say yes to it, right? So you can genuinely change that to, you know what? No, Susie actually, she does that. She is really good at it and that's what she specializes in. Why don't you 
have a conversation with her? Do you want me to introduce you? Do you want me to send out an email or whatever it is? You can slowly work your way into it. So going from a total no to no, but I have someone that can help or, oh, I'm sorry. You can slowly shift your way into eventually getting to the no. You can eventually make your way into not making excuses, not justifying why you're saying no, right? Not apologizing. So you can eventually get into that, but really it's one step at a time. Do what makes the most sense for you, right? So take away what should happen. Take away how it's always been done, what everyone else in society tells you what you need to do. Just take it away and ask yourself, how can I do this in a way that feels comfortable for me? And then you go and do that. (laughs) So ultimately, as well, when it comes to regret, sometimes we do things that we wish we would not have done, right? And It's time to forgive yourself. It's time to shift your thinking to, you know, I messed up there and that sucks, right? Sucks, but it's normal. I'm a normal person and it's okay. I oftentimes think of it in diet culture of this all or nothing thinking of, oh my gosh, I had that piece of cake. And because I had that piece of cake, I... I'm so disappointed in myself and I have so much regret and I'm so mad that I am just going to go out and have a pizza. I'm going to go out and get Cold Stone ice cream. I'm going to do all of it because I just messed up. I had one piece of cake at a birthday party or at an office party and I am so disappointed in myself. And I'm just going to go on this shame spiral and beat myself up. And then I'm going to go overindulge. And it doesn't have to be that way. If you were to just shift your thinking to, okay, yeah, today was a hard day. (laughs) I had a bad, you know, it was everyone else was having it. And I was the only one that was not going to have it. And, you know, temptation got the better of me, but that's okay because moving forward, I don't have to eat anything else, right? Like, I don't have to further the damage. I can start over the next day. I can fix the situation. I can, you know, so it's not the end of the world. And forgive yourself and move on and and stop beating yourself up. And also, one way to help you to stop beating yourself up is view it as a positive. View it as, oh, wow. Okay, so I know that when there's an office party and they're going to have cake, I know that it's a trigger for me in my diet. I know I'm going to be tempted to have it. So what can I do in order to avoid that temptation? Maybe it's create my own dessert that's sugar-free that actually meets the specifications of my diet. Really not sure why I'm going down this diet example, (laughs) but it's just 
I guess, an example of this all or nothing thinking. And it doesn't have to be that way. It can be, oh, wow, I messed up. Okay, how can I learn from it? And then let's move on. But ultimately, when we do mess up, when we do make a mistake, we can view it actually as a positive of, okay, I see what I did there. I see how I got into that situation. Now I know how to avoid it moving forward or I know how to resolve the situation. So it's definitely a learning experience and it helps you. It's like a roadmap to help you improve, help you innovate, right? To be better. So it's not a bad thing. So if you were to shift your thoughts to forgive yourself, it's okay, not the end of the world, we'll just start over, and how can I learn from this? Then you're going to be so much better because you're not going to consistently be in this thought cycle of beating yourself up. Now, the last thing that is helpful for when you have that regret of, I wish I would have, I wonder what it could have been like or whatever that regret for you is, or I wish I wouldn't have, right? It's to talk about it. And if it feels too scary to talk about it, because maybe it's a regret that you've had for 15 years and you're just in a place where you feel like, you know, this process that I'm going through, it's going to unravel, right? Meaning, yes, you can go through all of the steps that I just went over, but there's still going to be that hint of regret and that it's going to be a choice that you're going to have to make in order to completely get rid of that regret. You're going to have to keep making that choice. Something just came up too. I just posted an episode on happiness and someone commented on my Facebook group and she said that no one ever told us that you have to continuously keep making the choice to be happy. And it's kind of the same with this. There's different types of regret. And if you have regret that's from 20 years ago, (laughs) then going through this process that I just mentioned, you might have to go through it a few times. You might have to make that decision to work on it, right? Because it might not be as simple as having that conversation. You might have to go through the process a few times to figure out how, like I mentioned, how can you make it work for you in order to permanently let go of the regret, okay? So ultimately, if that's the case, start with journaling it. Start with journaling this whole process that I talked about. And if that's the case for you, if it's that really long regret and you're going to have to continuously work at it, Do what I like to call a thought download and just unload every single thought that you have around this regret and look at it from all angles. I mentioned in step one is to admit and then step two, ask yourself why it's bothering you. Keep asking yourself why and look at it from all angles. Just let the pen 
hit the paper and keep going, my friends, right? And then once you've done that, you have to talk about it. Find someone that you can really objectively have the conversation with. And lastly, I want to tell you to do something that's helpful and it's always helpful is to pray about it. Pray for God to help you, give you the strength to overcome this regret once and for all and to help you go through this process that I just mentioned of A, admitting that you're feeling regret in the first place. B, ask yourself why it's bothering you and keep asking yourself why to get to the heart of it. Three or C, (laughs) ask yourself, are my thoughts true? Identify if the thoughts that you have are true or not. And oftentimes they're not, right? And that's a good thing if they're not because then you realized, oh boy, I've been upset over this situation for so long and it's not even true. (laughs) Step four, D, is identify what you can do, what is in with your control. Step five, if you're having a hard time following through with what you know is in your control, ask yourself, what is it costing you not to follow that action? What is is it costing you not to move towards the thing that you know will help solve your situation? And then if that's not enough, ask yourself, well, how long have you had this regret? And like I said, hopefully that smacks you right in the face and says, oh, wow, wow, this is taking up a lot of time and a lot of energy. And clearly the action and the tactic that I've been using of let's pretend that it doesn't exist, it's not working because it's been years that I've been thinking this. So clearly that push through model does not work. (laughs) Then step six is am I in this all or nothing thinking? Am I in the, this has to be this way, this should be this way? And step seven, take away that. Take away all of the should be, has to be, and ask yourself, how can I do this in a way that feels comfortable for me? And take away the, it has to be this way, or it has to be that way. And then, go do that, right? So that's the process. And then ultimately, too, for when you have regret for something that you've done, forgive yourself and know that you can start over and it's not the end of the world. Shift yourself into that type of thinking and also shift yourself into thinking that, hey, this is actually a positive because now I have more information for how I reacted in a situation I have more information and it's going to give me the roadmap to help me improve so that I can learn from it and that it doesn't happen again. So yeah. And then lastly, talk about it, journal it. I like to say probably journal it first. That way you can get your thoughts in order and it gives you the courage and a starting point and really allows you the space to let all of your thoughts and your feelings out and not feeling like it's going to be so intrusive and people are going to judge you. Like you can 
get it all out there. And that's a way of releasing the regret that you have. But in order to truly release it and heal and move on, you have to talk about it. And then, like I said, if you have that regret that's lasted so long, repeat the process until it feels easier, until it feels like you're at a point where you can permanently let go of that regret. So yeah, those are the steps to completely get rid of regret. And like I mentioned, some of us have regrets that have been 20 plus years or however long, and that's going to be when a little bit more work needs to be done, and that's okay. And you have to think to yourself too, you've held on to this for that long. So it's only natural, it's only normal that you're not going to be able to solve it in an instance, right? So give yourself the grace and the room to work it out, okay? And that's it, my friends. I hope that this episode was helpful and we have some good stuff coming for you this Thursday with Kim Corbin. She's a communication expert and she's going to help us talk about one of the things that we talked about here today, which is how and why you really need to have those difficult conversations. We go into full illustration of what are the consequences of not having that conversation? Just like today, we talked about what are the consequences of not solving your regret problem, of not admitting your regret problem. And again, it's costing you stress. It's costing you time. It's costing you mental exhaustion. could be causing you to burn yourself out. That Of course, not is the only thing, but it could be part of it, right? And ultimately, if you have repeated stress long enough, it then leads to physical symptoms. It leads to insomnia. It leads to headaches. It leads to gut issues. And then further down the road, it can lead to more severe problems like a heart attack or diabetes or clinical depression, right? So as you can see, if you deal with something long enough, it can turn into something much more serious. So that is all the more reason to deal with it today rather than deal with it when you have a health condition that is permanent and there's nothing you can do about it, right? So let's stop the regret cycle in its tracks and move forward. Move forward and give yourself the grace and the forgiveness for not moving forward sooner because this is normal. Everyone experiences regret in some way, shape, or form, and we all deal with it a little bit differently, but overall the same in the sense where we pretend it doesn't exist and we shut it down, we avoid it at all costs, right? And if that's you, that's normal. We all do it. So don't beat yourself up, my friends. And I have to tell you, I just gave you a roadmap on how to 
move forward, get out of this regret cycle. So you're going to be just fine. (laughs) Good things are on the horizon, like not ruminating about the situation or whatever it is any longer. And I have to say, one step at a time, do what makes the most sense for you. And that's really the key. And you're going to get it. You're going to move forward and it's going to feel so amazing. And so Rome was not built in a day, my friends. I appreciate you hanging out with me today. As usual, I get a little windy and I apologize, but I appreciate you. And until next time, you have a great rest of the week. Thank you for listening to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I hope that you found value in today's episode. And I pray that you will make the commitment to take back control of your life and that God will give you the courage to move forward to live the life that you were meant to live. If this episode at all inspired you, please do me a huge favor and subscribe to the Burnout to Bless podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and leave me a review. By subscribing, you'll be the first to be notified when new episodes air. And by leaving a review, you'll help this podcast get noticed and hopefully change someone's life. If you're ready to take the next step to overcome burnout and live the life of your dreams, email me at coachinginfo at burnout, B-U-R-N-O-U-T, the number two, blessed.com. Again, that's coachinginfo at burnout, the number two, blessed.com to learn more about my customized coaching programs. Now remember, Rome was not built in a day. All you need to do is take it one step at a time, my friends, and I promise you, you will get to your destination. Until next time.